well, Brent is gay, gay. and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay. and Ryan's gay, gay. and Adam's gay. gay. It's, it's Homo Superior. Superior. Hello, this is our extra issue of Birds of Prey. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm Ryan. I'm Kalen. And I'm Brent. Awesome. Uh, Warner Brothers, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. I mean, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I mean, just Birds of Prey. I mean, who gives a fuck? Released on February 7th and directed by Kathy Yang and written by Christina Hodson. Gives a nice DC Extended Universe one-shot of Harley Quinn's journey post a Joker that may or may not have been Jared Leto's terrible Suicide Squad interpretation. Hint, nobody cares. Over the next standard three-act action movie, Harley runs an emotional muck, becomes a babysitter, and forms her own suicide squad comprised of strong women who have a bone to pick with the second-best, now first-best, eccentric crime boss Black Mask, who, with the weird support of creeper assassin Victor Zaz, is trying to get the MacGuffin known as the Bertinelli Account Numbers. (laughs) What do you mean it might have been the Joker from Suicide Squad? Was it? It was. Did it was. They show yeah. footage? No, no they, but they it's clearly show, it's no. yeah, it's clearly like I the continuity. Like, you know, I was drinking a lot well, of beer in the movie. <laughs> I um, had an entire picture of Margarita before going to the movie, and I even knew that. Just because you pour it down your pants doesn't mean that it's gonna get absorbed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have I been drinking wrong this entire time? What makes this the best movie ever? Um, that description is what makes it the best movie ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, going around, what makes this, you know, a standard classic best worst? What makes this the best movie ever? Uh, uh, it, it's a, it's a, I would say it's like another take on what a female driven movie could be that is fucking fun and funny. Like, it, that's all it was. It didn't take itself seriously. That's why it's the best movie. Uh, that and also it's coherent. Uh, I know this makes it sounds like I'm like you know damning <laughs> with faint praise, praise coming from you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it was competent. Uh, no, it's like you know sometimes these movies, um, you can tell that they're sort of just pieced together by some studio executives. Like you know the kids would like another explosion here, and like let's show like some woman with like in a bikini. Yeah. And like it makes no sense, like a Michael Bay film or even a a Zack Snyder film. This actually like okay, I understood all the character beats i understood the plot beats like this like it mostly made sense so Mm -hmm. i think uh adding to what ryan said it is a fun movie that didn't insult my intelligence the movie truly celebrates one of the great breakfast foods of all time (laughs) (laughs) didn't i don't love breakfast food but i think that's a great goddamn good sandwich just love that scene. Oh, the minute, uh, the so reason good. why, well, we can get into why I didn't love the scene, but I thought it was okay. I thought the it was minute good. she you, did lose it, I was like, oh, oh fuck, no. I'm hungry now. Yeah. I, I literally, <laughs> it looked delicious. Right. I watched it, like, I think it was on a Sunday, and on that Monday, you better fucking believe <laughs> I got a breakfast sandwich. It was so good, too. And Nothing then when those better. guys were, those mobsters were working over you with a tire iron. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's a Monday. That's strictly just a Monday for me. Your uh, is weird. <laughs> I, what made it the best for me is when it hit its peak, it felt like uh, some of the best sort of like Edgar Wright. Sla- I mean, obviously, Scott Program versus the World is one of my favorite movies. Yes. And like it, it had so many shades of that. 
Totally. And a crossover with Ramona, uh, the actress playing Huntress. Yep. Uh, so Mary good, Elizabeth yeah. Winstead. Yeah. Like, I obviously love seeing her in this. She was basically just playing fucking Ramona for most of the, most of the, ep- the movie. But, like, that's where it really kicked in for me. Like, I, the sort of, like, on-screen prompts, like, all of the dialogue of why, or the on-screen, like, why people were chasing after her. Like, just the cutesy, like, tongue-in-cheek nature and the narration from um, Harley. It, it gave me a lot of the good of the Deadpool movies as well. Like when, especially Deadpool one, like where it is actually like really fun meta commentary. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that handled it. Um, surprisingly well, that's what made it so fun for me and really connected me into the movie. A lot of people correlated Deadpool with this movie and I, I, you can definitely see it. And also, um, DC has made Harley their Deadpool. Like, yeah. like, I mean, because she's in so many comics, like she's like their like fourth wall breaking irrever- irreverent character, you know. And the, and the actress is just phenomenal at it, just like Ryan Reynolds is great. Oh, Margot Robbie. Actually, that might be the best. Like uh, Margot Robbie, just her. I think she was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, people Kill may that. end up also. Well, I, I think it might come up in your all's worst. But I actually appreciated how ridiculously weird and short essentially the third act was like. Okay, now we're a team, and also all these fucking men are gonna beat us up, so we're gonna beat them up first. Yeah. And that was the end of the movie. It was it, <laughs> it was, was rushed. So, so yes, yes. So let's flip to words. But I thought it was hilarious that I've never seen such a weird, quick end of a third act kind of thing. Uh, what did you? What kind of makes this the worst movie? It's maybe it's pacing. Maybe that's not the right word. But the way that they introduced characters, there was like. There was one, I think it's Huntress or whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. She was introduced so late into the story that yeah. I wanted to see more of her and like flesh her out more. That's my only real yeah. complaint. The pacing was a little strange. And that third act was <laughs> so damn rushed. So We're all in this place <laughs> now. Let's do this thing. They, and you're they, like, oh. they had a lot. I think when they were writing her character, they probably felt... You know, we've got we've got mentions of her or relations to the Bertinelli family, whatever, mm-hmm. and that that would serve as kind of like foreshadowing for this yeah. character enough. But really, what it really hinges on is that person, and we needed to see something more. Maybe there. like one or two more scenes before her talking to the Chinese restaurant. Yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, just allude to her a little bit more instead of just shooting people with arrows. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's yeah. a pretty minor and obscure worst. Um, it's. Cassandra Kane, who's like the the younger girl uh, in the comics, like what I love about her is she's mostly silent and she's the daughter of an assassin and she was trained to become an assassin herself and she like kind of um, you know sees the light and goes her own way. Um, this is a completely different character. They should have not just they should have just called her something else. So it was just like it just it took yeah. me out of the movie a little bit. I was like, okay, cool, okay. fine. Well, it's a little bit of like double uh, arrested development, right? So I don't think I'm using that term correctly, but you have Mar like when she's babysitting her. Like I just I I, I do get a little bit exhausted of the like I'm a shitty kid. Like it's just bad Santa. Like it's yeah. like that sort of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Harley Santa. Santa Claus. Um, I think that for me the funny. the worst. I mean. For, as far as characterization goes, generally I thought it was pretty good. The dialogue was pr- pretty weak. Yeah. But the thing that I think made it the the worst was that it seemed like there was a lot of cinematography that was going to go in a certain direction that I thought embodied the kind of chaotic nature they wanted to embrace in the film. Mm-hmm. And then they always pulled the punch. So the my problem with the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich scene 
was I felt like the way it was filmed was almost like, yeah, we know this is a silly thing. Like, look how silly (laughs) we're being as a movie. And they it it seemed like uh, Margot Robbie's character was told to overact there. Mm, I think they could have pulled that back. Mm. But I think the the scene where it was the most evident was when they're uh, when uh, Cassandra and uh, Harley are going grocery shopping. And oh, yeah. they're talking in front of this shopping cart and just throwing a bunch of stuff in. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, how are you going to pay for this? And the camera switches to being inside the shopping cart and they're running out. And I thought, oh, that's a really fun shot. It would have been much nicer to see this entire scene from the shot uh, of the mm-hmm. cart. And they're talking back and forth. And then all of a sudden she starts running and you realize, oh, she's just going to steal all this shit. Yeah, oh, that's a Yeah. yeah. Hey, that. that is a good note. I do, I do think they uh, they were trying to be comedic, and they realized that later, so they they amped it up a little bit. Yeah, You're, that's probably like a studio note that they got later. Well, it's interesting because the first, like the opening act where they're playing around with what is essentially like anime or cartoonish intro, I thought was actually very cool. Yeah, and I just like I wanted more flourishes, and I think by the end, and probably to that point, maybe like time, money, whatever it was. It did as much as I liked the rapid pace, like let's just wrap this up. We don't need some long drawn out like fake drama of like who's gonna you know, like none of them were gonna die, they're all gonna win, who gives a shit? Yeah. But like I would have liked to see a lot of what I think the first act carry through the other two. And I think it whenever it wasn't just her story, it kind of lost some of the more fantastical elements. Mm-hmm. And I, that that's what I really liked the most. Um all right, let's go deep. Ew. On- Let's go deep, deeper, deep, deep, deep on girl power. Uh, how did you all feel about Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie, not only reprising her role, but being the main standalone character for this franchise? She's the best thing about the movie. So yeah. I felt good about it. Loved it. It's the only thing they should have carried uh, carried over from carried. Do you know carried? Yeah. Um, uh, it's the only thing that should have continued since like suicide squad so it makes sense that they did this her accent is so ridiculous and although if it if it wasn't so fun i would be it would just annoy the shit out of me yeah but she's just it's just terrible and i love hearing it well what's incredibly impressive is i was a huge fan of the um animated series and Mm -hmm. i believe it's tara strong who does the voice for harley quinn in the cartoon Mm -hmm. and one of the hardest things i have for real life batman movies is that the voice actors and actresses of the animated series are the only way i want to see the characters so Mm -hmm. Joker by uh, Mark, Mark Hamill, Mark yeah. Hamill, and then Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, these like the voices are so fucking iconic and ingrained in our brains, but they're also like so fitting of the way that they do the characters, at least on the animated series. Yeah, but and Tara is rightly so. Everyone knows the Miss the J sort yeah. of like affect, but I do think Margot Robbie actually nails it and does it uh, really well in her own. She right. was yeah. the one who pitched the movie. Um, she was like the main producer for it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with with that in mind, with this this title of the movie, that while it was in theaters, it literally got changed halfway through because no one knew what the fuck it was. No one knew what Birds of Prey was. Mm-hmm. No one knew what. 
the fantastical beast of Margot Robbie no one, or whatever, which, 90%, whatever it was called. Ninety percent of this country doesn't know the definition of emancipation. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That makes me so sad. But it's true though. So so but, or and ninety percent doesn't know the definition of fantabulous. And ninety percent stop reading a movie title after the first three words. So putting Harley Quinn at the end of the title so, is not yeah, going to so, pay it so in the movies in the movie theaters they actually. Just Flipped renamed it. it to Harley Quinn, and then the Birds Prey, Medicine Woman, and the <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Why is that not a thing? I'm doing that right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that was a big reason why maybe the success of the box office wasn't as large as it was, and then also maybe uh, the advertising was a little confusing. I think people, yeah, when it came out, I didn't know it came out. I don't, I mean, when you, I don't think it's, I know this is probably going to be another movie they'll chalk up to like why you can't have a female run success. And first of all, it's bullshit because you look at Captain Marvel. It's so so far gross, 70 million more than it cost. Good. Okay. Right. So at least it'll it was, recover. But the opening capacity. weekend wasn't. No, what it was they bad. Yeah. At it first. was the lowest DC extended universe opening. I do. For, uh, again, this is me being a fan. So I'm like, how the fuck? Like, what is changing this title? I think most people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't need to change this title. But we're all looking at it from people that read, connect, and think about this stuff all the time. I think versus like. You know, that shitty couple in anywhere USA that's like, hey, babe, you want to go see a movie tonight? And then it's like, oh, yeah, sure. What do you want to see? Oh, I want Birds of Prey. Fuck that. I want to see that. But then, like, someone else is like, oh, I want to go see Harley Quinn. I'm like, I like that movie. Oh, I like her. She's hot. I like hot. her Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> And that's how straight people. It's like a one-act <laughs> play by Adam Kasari. Are, are we a gay couple in like Middle America? <laughs> like, yo, no, yo, oh, yeah. What? Oh, she's the she's the blonde or whatever. Uh, opening, uh, Brooklyn, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I I think for whatever reason it, I I hope it worked. I think it's ridiculous. But <laughs> what would you I? What would you rename the title if you could? Brooklyn, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> like it has to be Birds of Prey, colon. Like what's your subtitle? Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn from that bad suicide movie, but the Margot Robbie you know and love what? and also want to see this other movie. Emmy award winning <laughs> Margot Robbie in Is. Birds of Prey. She won an Emmy? I don't know. Probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> the movie just claims that. She, well, she's at least well. She's a nominee for Itanya for sure. I That's like an she, Oscar. Oh, shut up. No, but but if you're nominated for an Oscar, that counts as winning. An winning Emmy. an Emmy. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and that it counts as six Tonys, I think. I as would, well. I call it uh, and seventeen aces. I'd call it Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, all the dialogue will be like that. <laughs> I would call it uh, uh, on a semi serious. I just call it Harley Quinn versus the Birds of Prey. Ooh, uh, I think that, I like that. Yeah, but, but the verses is a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, it why not and instead? Well, you had Batman versus Superman, and they ended up teaming up together to fight Lex. But, but the verses is pretty cool because you you would think maybe the entire time they're not going to be together, and yeah. then yeah. I like well, that. and for yeah. the most part Let's they are. That. They Let's are have it chasing be that. each other. Harley Quinn fights a bunch of fucking birds. Well, that's what actually that's what I actually thought was really funny is that like because it's. There's no way that most people will even know what Birds of Prey actually is. I mean, it was a short-lived TV show in 2002. Right. It was terrible. But so what I mean is, is like, I'm sure people saw oh, that title and were just like, is it, is it like a Birds prequel? Yeah. Is it? 
I, I don't want to watch Meryl Streep in another movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so you let's shut your mouth. Let's talk. You'll always watch Meryl Streep in another movie. Let's talk about the actual Birds of Prey. So you've got Renee Montoya as the detective, Rosie Perez. I, mean, I, no. I would she watch a whole, oppositely. I would watch a whole movie of her. She, she was, was great. She's um character actress uh detective at all times. Like she's always on the case. Well, yeah. so that's they that's, I love that I love that actress. That's the one part of the writing that I love so much about it is they ate that shit up that she was a fucking like shitty eighties, nineties totally. TV detective. Yeah. And they it worked out so well for her as an actress, but it also worked out so well for the character. I just wish they had leaned into the fact that uh she's gay. Like they really, they kind of erased it a little bit in the movie. Did they? I mean, there it was very clear that Ellen Yi Ali Wong was her love interest, and they had a they had a kind of I fractured didn't actually get relationship. That. Oh, like, really? I did not get that they were in a romantic relationship. Oh, uh, I was writing off a of major gay vibes that whole movie. I guess just because it was nothing but women and gay acting. I guess just quote unquote straight men. Yeah. Um, but that I thought that that was very like, like introduced like her combat. like girlfriend or like you know. Lover or whatever. I will say that was probably the one thing that they did is they they introduced her as like a, it's a broken relate broken up relationship as a they still had to work together as opposed to them being in the relationship at the time. Yeah. Uh, what about Cassandra Kane, who is uh, Ella J. Basco? She was just this precocious kid and like resembled did not resemble the character in the yeah. comics at all. So it's really hard to swallow a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That um, was that's my only name. And your mouth or your butt? <laughs> no, you guys have obviously never uh, hey, s- escaped a Sultan cruise. <laughs> um, I I mean I don't know the character very well. I did like the actress in the role, and I I do think I like I said I wish it wasn't so much bad Santa, but I was down with it. Uh, on the DC Universe app, you should really read uh, her Batgirl series um, from the early two thousands. Yeah, it, it has a very like manga anime feel to it. Okay. It's like really well regarded. Um, it's very kinetic, and like she's mostly like a silent character, and so she um, she doesn't really speak, but the characters around her do, and like everything about it is very kinetic. Oh, cool. Yeah. What about uh, Black Canary or Dinah Lance, who was Journey Smollett-Bell? Um, I was in the theater with my boyfriend, and he was eating her all the way up. <laughs> um, he was like, "When is she gonna come back? When is she?" And I was like. <laughs> It's let's just watch the movie and just have a good time. I don't know. I I don't know. It, and I was like, I don't have these answers yeah. because uh, we're watching this movie together. Um, but yeah, uh, I think she was great. She yeah, was. She's, yeah, she's good. She was a powerful female with like uh, an opinion, which was actually yeah. like <laughs> doesn't yeah. happen. Huh? Well, one of the things I liked, and then also I think was probably tough from a general generic movie watching perspective was that like they all had their own little like throughputs like i almost liked that they didn't really connect until the end um and they had kind of like crossovers or their own little storylines and i do think like her storyline was interesting it's obviously like more of this you know like oh she's in the she's working for the mafia but like i i really enjoyed it i thought she did a great job as an actress as well um and i mean i do think the scene of her releasing her voice was great like there was like a nice through. It always seems weird to me when they don't do that earlier, though. Well, the whole point was because her parents were killed. Yeah, but still, I mean, you got superpowers. She would be like, yeah, she'd be talking to Harley Quinn, be like, you stay away from me. 
and then breaks it. <laughs> she flies through a window or whatever. Uh, Chase's glasses break, but it's the happiest he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what about the like late introduced Huntress, who is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? So I love the, the character Huntress she's a lot. Great. I love it. But Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays the same character in everything she's in because hey, she's very one up? note. It's me. In Huntress. Fargo, in Scott Pilgrim, But in But this. if you're hiring that character, if isn't it smart to just put her in that role? I guess, but like, I mean, like I said, the Huntress is like one of my favorite characters, and like that's not how I envisioned her on screen. For whatever reason, I kept thinking like, what if Phoebe Waller Bridge was this character? Ooh, Ooh bitch, that feels right. And Phoebe Waller Bridge for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that little flea bag. Um, no, I yeah, I do. It's interesting because for some reason I tend to like her, and I think it's because she's always typecasted in the role that she actually only plays. So I just tend to like it. I know that that wasn't, she played Ramona. Like most people didn't feel like Ramona was in the comics, but for some reason, I just, something about her gels with me. Um, and I, I did think that she, she, she had a lot better comedic timing in this, I think, versus in previous movies. She's, she's been in. good as the straight man. Yes. Um, and she clearly was in this movie too. I just feel like her delivery is very one note. It's well, the everything. more I would have appreciated if she had a more menacing look. To, like Mary Elizabeth Wins is not a menacing looking person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like I think she did as well as she could, but like there's still that sort of like I wish you looked like more of like an Uber bitch. Like there was Rose just... Byrne would have killed that role. Oh, I could <laughs> see that. Ooh, that oh, that would have been fun actually. Uh Yeah. And then last, Alan, well, last and certainly least because she was terrible. Ali Wong. No, we didn't like. She wasn't. She was rough. It was Ali yeah. Wong was like didn't love her. Ali Wong. She like stop doing your almost racist. Yeah. Stop doing your set in the fucking sh- movie. It. She did seem like it was. She was from a different movie. I will she, like and in a movie of such fantastical weird characters like. Something about her felt even more. It felt like she it's, was like from a trapped eighties movie. As like, I'm the mean old DA. You, you know how you you were like, um, <laughs> if they cast all the people that voiced the the people in real life, that's what Ali oh, Wong would have been like. We we're like, you can't like actually pull off that. the role. You yeah. just sound like the role. That's fair. Yeah. Um, let's talk about gay for pay. How did yes. you feel about Black Mass and Victor Zaz? Okay, I was okay with this because yeah, no do you know a powerful gay that is a terrible person? They literally act like this as a gay couple. Yeah. They pretend that they're not having a relationship. Everyone knows it. <laughs> and they're just fucking garbage. They skin people's faces off. Like this Brent is sitting right here. <laughs> this no, literally just I'm feels not powerful in any way. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, are you? Oh, the better question is: Are you the uh, black mask or the victor in your relationships? I think we're both black mask, and <laughs> I neither, think you're both victor. And neither of us are particularly happy about it. <laughs> Adam, which one are you? Are you black mask or are you victor? Uh, I think I'm more the black mask. I'm definitely black mask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Kaylin, and Kaylin, you're um. And what did you think of the movie? <laughs> no, well, I meant in relationships. Period. That's what I didn't mean to like. I don't want. I was like. Generally. Oh, I'm definitely the black mask. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. We, if Clark wow. was here, he'd be the Zaz for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I thought, I thought uh, you know, one criticism you might have is that were they gay enough? And I think 
there's got to get we got to get to a certain point with our characters where we know okay those two are gay characters that they don't have to kiss every fucking 30 seconds i thought ewan mcgregor just you know emits gay energy all the time yeah bitch yeah and listen to our old podcast to figure out why (laughs) (laughs) well ewan mcgregor christopher messina who was victor's eyes uh i completely agree with you i don't i it didn't there was I don't know how else they would have called it out without being blatant where it was like there's obviously some fucking weird ass relationship going on. As far as them. acting goes, I thought uh Messina was a little bit flat. He felt like he's just, just a like a kind of shitty character assassin. He yeah. seemed like a thirsty bottom. I, I thought that was perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I will ask this one question though, and I didn't have a problem with them, but like what do you think about queer coding of like villains in general? Yeah, I think overall it's not a great thing. I think in this movie it seemingly worked because it didn't feel like it was ham-fisted or that it was <laughs> they were like applying fisting. Uh they weren't applying it to just do that. Like I think the characters themselves felt very real and especially for Ewan McGregor's character, uh Black Mass felt very three-dimensional like mm-hmm. These are all like weird ass people, and he just happens to be gay while also being a real fucking weird villain. And I was also, like, I it, they seem like they had a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I mean, the they are thing they are the evil, movie. but they were very supportive of each Correct. other. Correct. Yeah, that's was true. it a little codependent? Yes, it was but, very ride or die. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with villainy being written gay. I think it makes for the most interesting villains. Jafar. Yeah, like all the Disney Scar. villains that are any good Scar. are gay. So, and yeah. I I will say what, Vader. what does feel <laughs> different for this movie is that obviously most, if actually all the heroes are strong female cast that also include LGBT repre- representation. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that also, I think, softened the blow a little bit where if it was like Batman fighting the two of like, these yeah. more like quote unquote sissy esque like people. I'd be yeah. like, this feels really weird. But yeah. like the the Joker does seem like he <laughs> should be. Yeah, he's like, but you know, he's yeah, he's just like an excite. But see that to He'd me, like give you an intentionally toothy blowjob. But he quote he codes much more as like a eccentric, potentially like pansexual individual that doesn't give a fuck about anything. That's true. Versus like, so it's that's harder to pin down of like this as a per like a people because like. Pansexual people, I mean, everyone's all kinds of types in terms of like the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. but there's obviously very deliberate like gay man or most potentially lesbian woman as being like villain, villain. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was offensive. Yeah, I'm, that wasn't offensive. I just talked about queer coding in general. Yeah, that, it's a call yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disney villains, <laughs> let us count the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to wrap up, let's talk a little bit about the DCEU overall. Um, you've got really eight movies. So Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey. I would say probably around the time of, honestly, I guess more Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, you were entering into this world of uh, DC kind of thing. Uh, four of those movies were considered rotten by Rotten Tomatoes. Four of them were fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, what's working? Is anything working? Like, how is the worlds of DC playing out for you? Uh, I think we've, as we've talked about it before on this podcast, uh, them going in a different way than the Marvel movies are going is probably for the best. Just have stuff be standalone. Don't try to build to anything. Um, that way, even though um, I didn't see it and I don't plan to, the Todd Phillips um, Joker okay. movie can exist in the you know at the same time that this movie can exist at the same time Shazam can exist. At the same time, Wonder Woman 1984 can exist, which is coming out later this year. Yeah. 
Um, right. You didn't include Joe Cronin. I, d- I actually just realized that I missed that, but it was yeah. that was also it's fresh. Fine. It, and it, as it didn't win movie. anything. It's fine. Ah! um i do it does for me i think it's good because it's a sort of pick and choose your poison so like this movie really spoke to me and i again i think it was a really shitty advertising campaign because i did not want to see this for shit right and then the entire Mm -hmm. time i was watching it i actually uh compared it a lot in my head to also ready or not the movie from october where it was like the um, woman that was trying to escape her family like just well, like yeah. a fun like middle like not above of the road like where you go on a fucking movie date with like it's like a good you know you're gonna get a good time out of it it's not gonna like sit with you forever but like right. you liked it and if it was on tv a couple of months later you'd probably rewatch it again yep. with a new friend like, totally yeah that's the way that i saw that and like i'm I, if that's what we can get out of the dceu great because we've been getting a lot of shit out of it okay. I, I think they need to not uh think about their movies as like these giant blockbuster hits and like just be like this is going to be a great movie that happens to feature these dc stars Mm -hmm. it might be in continuity it might not be but just like these will be great movies that are this slice of life and they just otherwise i don't i don't think they're ever going to thrive right i I mean i think that given the history it makes sense to keep them separate at the same time i do feel like there's an alternate dc universe where we're watching the movies and it does build to something like awesome, like the justice league. Uh, and we're, we <laughs> already are, happened. It was terrible. No, no, but I'm saying it does it well. Um, and I think that that would be very interesting to see. Well, like, maybe if they waited a few years and then tried to restart the process in some alternate timeline. Well, so running down this list of like the future, does the future look brighter? You've got wonder woman, 1984, Into the it. Batman, hmm. The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I like how you just throw the on top of a title and all of a sudden it's a new movie. Mm-hmm. The, Black uh, Adam, the Black Adam. The Shazam, Shazam 2. 2. The Flash, Aquaman 2. So you've got not only, you've got multiple sequels that are all are their own kind of standalone franchises now. Yep. Aquaman, uh, Shazam, Shazam, Wonder Woman. Um, and then you've got these kind of like newer movies. And Black Adam is tied into Shazam as well. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as it's the extended universe, it's also kind of starting to kind of flap onto itself, right? Because obviously successful properties are going to be get more sequels with on those properties. And sooner or later, it's like, by the time you have Aquaman 7, are they going to say, oh shit, let's just collapse this whole thing on top of itself? Because obviously people are still buying all these heroes. I mean, there's some of them that seem like they work together, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman they don't really have any issues. Shazam doesn't really have any issues fighting over. The Batman seems like it'd be a real big problem. Depending on the fl- how the Flash goes, that could also be a big problem. So just to be sure, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, 1984, and the Flash are all technically still in the Justice League universe, correct? Yeah. 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 As, is, as is Shazam. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They could do like a few years later, just be like, Justice League reborn, like reborn or rebirth, rebirth. (laughs) Where have I heard that before? The new fifty-two. That won't confuse audiences at all. (laughs) Hey, well, the the shows did Crisis on Infinite Earth, so why not, right? Uh, Last question before we wrap up: What's next for Harleen Quinzel? How would you want to see her used, if at all? Uh, The the James Gunn uh, Suicide Squad movie, I think, would be great for that. Is she confirmed for that, or is that like still a big old? I don't really know, actually. They're not. Uh, I'll tell you. That's where a studio exec is going to insert themselves. I'm like, you're not fucking producing that movie without throwing her in for at least a cameo. So it's Suicide Squad to <laughs> the Emancipation <laughs> and Proclamation of <laughs> one 
Harleen Quinzel. Actually, decimations. The it's gonna US be nation. Yeah. I I really could I would laugh if they were just like Harley Quinn the Suicide Squad <laughs> like they would do that now we're like <laughs> Harley Quinn Justice League. <laughs> Amazing! Yeah, I would watch the dumb. shit out of all of those. That is dumb. I am in for it. Um, well, we've been Homo Superior. This is an extra issue about Birds of Prey. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Interact with us on Twitter and Instagram. We love you. Goodbye, Mister J. Mister Gay. <laughs>